ಯಶೋದಾನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರೀ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರೀ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರೀ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರೀ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರೀ ಶ್ರೀರಾ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಗ್ರಂಥರಾಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಸಮವೇದ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಜಯ ನಿತಾಯ ಗೌರ ಪ್ರಮಾನಂದಿ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಾರಾಯಣ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ ನರಂಚೈವನರೋತ್ತಮ ದೇವಿ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತಥೋ ಜಯಮುಧೀರೇತ್ ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯು ಅಭದ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತಿ ಉತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತೀರ್ನೈಷ್ಟಿಕೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ದೇವಕೀನಂದನಾಯ 
ನಂದಗೋಪಕುಮಾರಾಯ ಗೋವಿಂದಾಯ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಫೋಕಸ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಆನ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಟೂ chant like that <laughs> krishna will come and take us back <laughs> with that intensity right no rupat said cry for krishna but this is the way probably he meant maine nahi jana hai kahan pe material world mein maine nahi rehna hai yahan pe please take me back so children teach us how to pray to the lord hare krishna okay so we are discussing from canto 7 chapter 6 text number 2 chapter 6 is titled as prahlad instructs his demonic schoolmates prahlad instructs his demonic schoolmates so text number 2 goes as follows ಯಥಾಹಿಪುರುಷ್ಯೂತಾತ್ಮೇಶ್ವರಸುಹೃತ್ 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 ಯಥಾಹಿಪುರುಷ್ಯೂತಾ 
सर्वभूतानाम प्रिय आत्मेश्वर सुहृत यथा ही पुरुषेह विष्णुपादोपसर्पण यदेशूताण प्रिय आत्मेश्वर सुहृत यथा ही पुरुषेह विष्णुपादोपसर्पण यदेशूता प्रिय आत्मेश्वर सुहृत माताजी यथा ही पुरुषेह विष्णुपादोपसर्पण यदेशूता प्रिय आत्मेश्वर सुहृत यथा ही पुरुषेह विष्णुपादोपसर्पण यदेशूता प्रिय आत्मेश्वर सुहृत any of you want krishna where is gaurang okay tahi purushashyeh vishnu padopasarpanam yadesha sarvabhutanam priya atmeshwar suhrit यथा ही पुरुषेह विष्णुपादोपसर्पण यदेशूता प्रिय आत्मेश्वर सुहृत रोत्तम यू वॉन्ट रीड नो एग्री यथा ही पुरुषेह विष्णुपादोपसर्पण यदेशूता प्रिय आत्मेश्वर सुहृत यथा इन ऑर्डर दैट ही इंडीड पुरुषस्य of a living entity iha here vishnu of lord vishnu the supreme personality of godhead pada upasarpanam approaching the lotus feet yat because esah this sarvabhutanam of all living entities priyah the dear one atma ishwarah the master of the soul the super soul suhrit the best well wisher and friend translation 
the human form of life the human form of life affords one a chance to return home back to godhead the human form of life affords a chance to one to return home back to godhead therefore every living entity especially in the human form of life must engage in devotional service to the lotus feet of lord vishnu this devotional service is natural this devotional service is natural because lord vishnu the supreme personality of godhead is the most beloved the master of the soul and the well-wisher of all other living beings purport ashila prabhupad ki jai the lord says in bhagavad gita 5.29 bhoktaram yagatapasham sarva lokamaheshwaram suhrudam sarva bhutanam nyatva mam shantim ruchati the sages knowing me as the ultimate purpose of all sacrifices and austerities the supreme lord of all planets and demigods and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities attain peace from the pangs of material existence and material miseries simply by understanding these three facts there are three facts which prabhupada wants us to understand simply by understanding these three facts first that the supreme lord vishnu is the proprietor of the entire creation that's number one the supreme lord vishnu is the proprietor of the entire creation two that he is the best well-wishing friend of all living entities and three that he is the supreme enjoyer of everything so simply by understanding these three facts one becomes peaceful and happy for this transcendental happiness the living entity has wandered throughout the universe in different forms of life and different planetary systems but because he has forgotten his intimate relationship with vishnu he has merely suffered life after life therefore the educational system in the human form of life should be so perfect i repeat therefore the educational system in the human form of life should be so perfect that one will understand his intimate relationship with god or vishnu every living entity has an intimate relationship with god one should therefore glorify the lord in the adoration of shantaras or revive his eternal relationship with vishnu as a servant in dasyaras or a friend in sakyaras or a parent in vatsalyaras or a conjugal lover in madhuryaras all these relationships are on the platform of love all these relationships are on the platform of love vishnu is the center of love for everyone and therefore the duty of everyone is to engage in the loving service of the 
Lord. As stated by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 25, Text 38, Yesham Aham Priya Atma Sutas Cha Sakha Guru Suhrudo Daivam Ishtam In any form of life, in any form of life, we are related with Vishnu. In any form of life, we are related with Vishnu, who is the most beloved, the super soul, son, friend and guru. Our eternal relationship with God can be revived in the human form of life and that should be the goal of education. Our eternal relationship with God can be revived in the human form of life and that should be the goal of education. Indeed, that is the perfection of life and the perfection of education. Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakhaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Mukham Karoti Vachalam Panghum Langhayate Girim Yatkripatam Mahamande Sri Guru Dinatarinam Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripasindhubhyayevacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavibhyo namo namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare हरे रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे यथा ही पुरुषश्येह विष्णो पादो पसर्पणम् यद् एशा सर्वभूतानाम् प्रिय आत्मेश्वर सुहृत् The human form of life affords one a chance to return home back to Godhead. Therefore, every living entity, especially in the human form of life, must engage in devotional service to the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. This devotional service is natural because Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the most beloved, the master of the soul and the well-wisher of all living beings. Hare Krishna. So, this is the beginning of a new chapter called as Prahalad instructs his demonic schoolmates and yesterday's verse, verse number one was a very beautiful verse. It's a very oft-quoted verse in Niskan. Sri Prahalad Vacha Kaumaram Acharet Pragno Dharman Bhagavatam Iha Durlabham Manusham Janmam Tad Api Adhruvam Artadham So, his grace Surya Gopal Prabhu gave a very nice class yesterday on this. And today's verse is continuing from there. So, yesterday's verse, the Kaumaram Acharet Pragyuma verse, concentrated on when spiritual education should begin. And what was said yesterday? It should begin right from tender age. Yes, that from that time spiritual education should begin. And it's very important for spiritual education to begin at a very tender age. For example, we see so many devotees in our Melbourne 
Mahaprabhu Mandir congregation, they are putting so much of efforts, so much of time and effort they are putting so that their children are safe in this material world. And the children do not, being in Australia or wherever, they don't fall into the wrong hands and don't ruin their lives, especially spiritual life, right? So, it is very, very commendable and and um, uh, we are very fortunate that um, um, our temple president his grace anirudh prabhu and achindrapa mataji are very encouraging of this fact so much emphasis is put on children in this congregation so parents children as well as the congregation um, everyone is working together um, for this beautiful outcome because these children are the future generations future of iskon um, they are the one who are they are the flag bearers if you like um, torch bearers they have to go ahead and continue, sustain this movement and also uh, uh, develop newer, uh, more and more devotees in the future. Mm. So, it is great that uh, their education has begun right from childhood. Mm. Of course, there are various levels of proactivity mm, um, in this matter. Srila Prabhupada writes in various purports in the Srimad Bhagavatam that the highest level of proactivity is the parents become devotees before they marry. Why? Because if they become serious devotees before marriage, then they would, even while during the time of conception of the child, there is a high probability that they would do Garbhadhan Samskara. When we do Garbhadhan Samskara, what happens? That the right soul comes into the womb. That is the highest level of proactiveness. Right? Then you don't have to take corrective action. Then you can do preventive action by inviting the right soul into the womb, which means Doing Garbhadan Samskara, conceptualizing at the right time. Hmm? Otherwise, it will be like that uh, Kashyapa Muni and Deethi, right? Hmm? Correct. Hiranyakashipu came. <laughs> wrong conception at wrong time. Right? So, therefore, that is… Yes, Prabhuji. Yeah. yeah very good. Hmm. Demonic children. Very nice. Thank you very much. Very good. Give him a big hand for that. Very good. So, this is the future of ISKCON, right? Who can speak like this at that age? <laughs> I remember what I spoke at that age. <laughs> Useless stuff. <laughs> anyway, so for me it was a reactive approach. <laughs> okay. So, this is, the, this is proactivity. Right from conceptualization stage, then we, we are proactive. If we can't, then what we do? After conceptualization, before delivery, we do samskara, which is called as what? What is that samskara called as? Mother is there and then the womb, in the womb. Hmm? Simantanayanam. Yeah. So that is a samskara. Hmm? Recently one of our devotees did that at their house. Very nicely they did. Simantanayanam. Where they invited devotees because the lady is pregnant. And all the devotees come, they do nice kirtan, there is a Bhagavatam class, there is a yajna, and every all the devotees come and bless the child. That's the next second level of proactivity. Okay? Hmm? Of course, if we are doing everything, that's best. Right? Hmm? So that is next samskara we do. And then the, the third level, what do we do? Kaumaram Acharet Pragna. After delivery, then <laughs> since childhood, after they are born, try to bring them to the temple and Cultivate them. Fourth level is what? Hmm? Fourth level is in the childhood of the 
child parents are not devotees so fourth level is try to bring them after hmm, their childhood hmm, which is little bit challenging hmm, bringing children in teenage to devotional life <laughs> right and then obviously the next level is after the children get married you know, trying to bring them in devotional life which is easier because of marriage <laughs> when they are married and they have children then there's a certain level of frustration that comes in this material world correct or no right when there is huge mortgages to be paid then you realize why am i living here is this all that's about it mortgage raising children mm. they think there must be some purpose to this life mm. then they come to the temple mm. and then we do ssr program in bhakti vriksha mm. for such people and they say acha this is the goal of life is it okay mm. from griha medhi to grihastha life mm. so there are various levels mm. so yesterday's verse talked about kaumara macharit pragna mm. right from childhood so when should spiritual education begin there are various levels hmm. now today's verse is talking about the essential components of spiritual education what is spiritual education what should what should what constitutes spiritual education hmm. and number 2 what is the goal of spiritual education hmm. so yesterday we talked about when to begin today we talked about in spiritual education what to do and why to do what's the outcome what awaits us after at the end of spiritual education so that's exactly what prabhupada is writing in his divine purports so prabhupada starts his purports by defining the three main components of spiritual education what are the three main components one must understand the through spiritual education one must understand the supreme lord as the proprietor number 2 through spiritual education one must understand the lord as the well wisher the supreme well wisher and three through spiritual education we must understand the supreme lord as the supreme enjoyer so these are three aspects we usually also do this when we start a bhakti vriksha program when we talk about who is god what is the definition of god there are four aspects to define who is god what are the four aspects of definition of god first is for someone to be god he must be the cause of all causes sarva karana karanam second he must be the supreme controller very good supreme controller if he is also being controlled by some other then that person should be called as god why this person is called as god right so he must be the cause of all causes he must be the supreme controller third is he must be the supreme proprietor owner of everything not that god has taken a loan and then he is having mortgage the gundas of that you know banker behind him and he is hiding somewhere saying that can someone please bail me out like that okay sometimes the lord also does that he does take a loan tirupati is all about that right but that is transcendental that is not that god has taken mortgage you know he is the husband of the goddess of fortune the goddess of wealth so where is the question of god you know being under debt right so we have to understand that he is a supreme proprietor he owns everything and the fourth is he is the supreme enjoyer hmm? not that he has to decide oh tomorrow is monday how do i meet my kpis and sls in my office my performance appraisal is going to happen hmm? if you if god is also suffering like that can you call that person as god not not really right hmm? <laughs> correct so god is someone who is simply enjoying all the time hmm? 
we go to office and we have all that suffering. And then what happens when we come back after the tired day, then he is just standing there and smiling at us. Hmm? You wanted to come to this material world, now work. Hmm? You liked that house in Albert Park, now pay mortgage. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> right? So he is just smiling hmm? all the time. Hmm? So, Prabhupada is pointing out that the goal of education should be to understand these aspects. Hmm? So, let's take one by one especially the ones that Prabhupada has mentioned in the purport, so that we keep to the purport of Prabhupada. Understanding God as the supreme proprietor is mentioned in the first verse of Ishopanishad. The zeroth verse is Purnamadam Purnamidam. What is the first verse? Ishavashyam idam sarvam yatkincha jagatyam jagat tenatyaktena bhunjita magrita kashya svidhanam. So, the first, at the very outset, the Isopanishad defines the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the proprietor of everything. That is why when we do Yajna, what do we say? Idam Krishnaya idam namama, which means everything belongs to Krishna, nothing is mine, mera kuch nahi. Everything belongs to the Lord. Now why is this, Prabhupada is emphasizing this, that we must, the goal of spiritual education is to understand that Lord Krishna is the supreme proprietor because number one, it saves us from Kaitava Dharma. Kaitava Dharma means what? Cheating religion. It saves us from cheating religion. How do people cheat themselves? I remember in the childhood whenever there used to be a, a family fight, in everyone's house there is family fight. No, some member of the family will say, I am going to go to the Himalayas. Sab chod chad ke I am going to go away. No, I will go to the Himalayas. Like that. Nobody went anywhere. <laughs> okay. That's a different thing. Because next day was India versus Pakistan cricket match. Nobody goes to Himalayas. Because we are so attached to our lives. So nobody will go anywhere. So, because when you go to Himalayas also to say, I am going to renounce everything. What will come along with us? What comes along with us? Our mind comes along with us. <laughs> and the mind will like a crow. The mind will not change. It will still give us how to enjoy in Himalayas. On Himalayas also we will go and ask, score kya hua? Signal nahi mil Correct? What is the score of the India-Pakistan match? Right? So that is what our mind, with our mind we can't be peaceful anywhere in this world. So there is no place. So therefore, it understanding that Lord Krishna is the supreme proprietor gives us the right conception of renunciation. We will understand that there is nothing to renounce for us here because we don't own anything. Like Tevamrit Maharaj always says this example saying that one day someone went on the road and said, he saw Citibank. He said, I renounce Citibank. Somebody was telling, it was never yours. <laughs> Where is the question of you renouncing? Correct? I renounce the wealth of Bill Gates. Hang on, it's not yours. Right? How can I renounce something which was never mine? I came with nothing. What did we all come with when we were born? We came with some, you know, goosey jeans or something like that. And branded clothes we landed. Yes, I have arrived. The branded boy. No, we came with nothing and we will go with nothing. So, what, 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 what belongs to us in that sense? Nothing. Whatever we have is also temporary, which probably somebody else will enjoy after all the hard work we did. Correct? <laughs> right? So, understanding that Lord Krishna is the um, supreme proprietor 
enables us to have the right conception about renunciation. We have nothing to renounce except our false egos, which is solely ours. Number two, we see ourselves as custodians of his resources. So we don't say our resources. We are custodians of his resources. And we utilize his resources which are in our custody in his service. Because we know he is the proprietor. Not that it is my hard earned wealth. I can do whatever I want with it. No, that will go away. So automatically by understanding it, we are saved from lot of bad indulgences in this material world. Which will bind us to the cycle of birth, disease, old age and death. For example, we will say it is not my home, it is Krishna's house in which I am living. Therefore, we will not keep the altar in a cupboard in the bedroom. Once I did a home program in Toronto where I was living many years back. I said, where is your altar? He said, They called me inside and then one shelf was there and trousers are hanging on top and then Lord is inside somewhere. And one, you know, <laughs> so I said, is this your altar? Above him is trouser and bunion, you know, full day Lord has to smell. God knows whether it was washed, <laughs> right? Whereas we offer incense to the Lord here, right, in the morning. So this is not, so God is not in the cupboard. He is in the center of the house because it is his house and we are living there, right? So we always keep the Lord in the main room, not in some, you know, inside room. Hmm? So he is the custodian of all the resources, right? Jagatarani Mataji, she made a wonderful point hmm, about children. I don't know whether I said this before, I have said this in other classes. She said, even with respect to children, do not pray to the Lord saying, how do I raise my child? Don't pray like that. What she said? Oh Lord, how do I raise your child who in this lifetime is in my custody? So therefore again here, the Lord is the proprietor. We think my child, my child, my child. We don't know what samskaras the child has come with. Maybe good, maybe bad, maybe both. Right? Which bijam and kutam which will manifest at what age, we don't know. Right? So therefore, we are only custodians of another soul. Nobody is nobody's child, nobody is nobody's father in the eternal realm of things. Hmm? If this is difficult to understand, I, I, because when I lost my mother, I started thinking, after that I started thinking, when my mother was born, 1946. In 1946, where was I? I must have been a pretty old man and my mother must have been a pretty young girl, right? So who is whose mother, who is whose father in the eternal realm of things, right? So this lifetime is just relationships which are temporary, which we think are permanent. We form identities that I am this person's father or I am this person's mother or this is my child, my wife, my husband. That's all only a very, very limited frog in the well view. Everyone is soul belonging to Lord Vishnu. That is the only eternal relationship. All other relationships are material relationships seen through the finite lens of one lifetime. So, this is second realization. The third is, we become very responsible in dealing with the environment. Because we realize everything is owned by God. So we don't inverted, inadvertently go and chop off a tree. Thinking that you know, it's blocking my way or something like that. right? We deal very carefully with environment and environmental resources. Knowing very well that they belong to God. And he has given them for some purpose. So we don't 
misuse natural resources today most of our problems are because of misuse of our environment so we will be become very cautious so prabhupad says spiritual education means to understand the lord is the proprietor second is to understand the lord as the supreme well-wisher he is the ultimate well-wisher right so when we understand this what happens there are two things which happen one is we put our faith in his instructions because we know he is a well-wisher will we not put faith in the instructions of a well-wisher if we know that person is the well-wisher we will right so if we know that god is the supreme well-wisher of mankind then we will put a conscious effort to understand his instructions by studying the scriptures which is called as which is nothing but spiritual education hmm? and then what we will do we will live our lives or mold our lives in accordance with those instructions if we don't know his instructions how can we mold our life in accordance with his instructions therefore we have to study the scriptures and therefore spiritual education for example the whole bhagavatam starts with six questions asked by the sages of naimi saranya to sukadev goswami the first out of that question is so to sutta goswami the first of that question is what what is loka mangalam what is that one instruction which is common to all of mankind in general not one personal instruction for me what is that one instruction which is common to all yes finding yes finding happiness how hmm? by serving the supreme personality of godhead by surrendering to god hmm? that is how he re responds to the first question what is the answer he gives savai pumsam paro dharmo yatho bhaktir adokshaje ahaituki apratihata yayatma suprasadati by one can attain eternal happiness only by developing unalloyed love for the lord and in that unalloyed love performing un interrupted service unto the lord that's the only way of secret of eternal happiness therefore we have to understand that the lord is the well-wisher only through spiritual education we come to know of these facts number two when we understand the lord as a supreme well-wisher we don't lose faith in him even if there are difficulties or reversals in our life because we don't know in this lifetime what reversal will happen at what time we don't know right just last week people were saying there was an earthquake i don't know how many of you felt it right and now they are saying melbourne is on a fault line or something like that okay victoria <laughs> so we don't know we don't know what will happen when and how life changes right therefore we don't lose faith in the lord despite reversals in our life if we understand him to be the supreme well-wisher and everything what we do is directed everything what he plans for us is directed to a larger auspicious outcome which we cannot perceive at this point in time so we get that faith in the lord by knowing that he is the well-wisher third understanding the lord as the supreme enjoyer so what do we what do we know by that we understand that god's is the when we understand that god is the supreme enjoyer we don't only look at him as our order supplier <laughs> oh lord who lives in heaven hallowed be thy name please give my daily bread yes that's a fact 
he provides for us but that's not the purpose of his existence that we only go to him for okay please give me my daily bread that which he is already giving after that we go for not daily bread but special bread right <laughs> pita bread right after that we'll go for different different kinds of breads and after that it stops being a conversation on bread then it becomes a car pr car house hmm? wife children hmm? right so there the endless list and then grandchildren hmm? and then we pray to him that we are not sent after that to an old age home <laughs> right so we go with various requests during the life cycle hmm? to the lord hmm? so he is not just somebody we go to him and say oh thank you for coming yeah just send me a purchase request you know best print a purchase order the goods receipt will come to you you know my services will be provided to you that's not our relationship with god as an order supplier therefore we have to understand that the lord is the supreme enjoyer we are not the enjoyer that and he is the order supplier he is not the medium of our enjoyment in this world right he is the enjoyer hmm? when we know that what do we do we stop hmm? going to him only for this purpose yes a devotee goes approaches the lord when in difficulty because he is also our supreme father right in that sense we go to him but we also understand that he is also sentient he also has emotions hmm? he is not insentient order supplier right he also has emotions and we understand him not only as bhagavan or god but in his definition as akila rasamrata murti which means he exists to enjoy loving relationships from his children so it is our responsibility also to deal with him out of love and not just out of hmm, demanding things for us all the time so prabhupad says the goal of spiritual education must be to understand that lord is the supreme enjoyer hmm. now propas emphasizes here that all spiritual education must lead to a sound understanding of these fundamentals hmm? spiritual education if done in this this way does not only lead to dissemination of information but it leads to transformation of the heart hmm? so spiritual material education is information meant to make more money spiritual education is education that transforms our hearts that molds our character that makes us more effective as human beings in society more responsible therefore spiritual education is very important and yesterday also it was said it should begin from childhood i repeat it is not just about leaving a good planet for our children it is about leaving good children for our planet and that is that can happen only with spiritual education hmm. then prabhupad moves on to other things but when we think of spiritual education we can't but develop immense gratitude to shila prabhupad because still but for shila prabhupad how would we have got this spiritual education if you see iskon as an institution there are many spiritual institutions probably the size of their temple the square foot area is much bigger than this right hmm? probably they have more parking space than what we have hmm? but in this hospital called as melbourne mahaprabhu mandir there is a medicine that is given <laughs> right 
You could go to a big hospital where, where you know, they have a fountain which welcomes you. Hmm? Everything is good, but there is no medicine really that is given. There is no direction which is given in that hospital. But in our hospital, the fan may not work. Hmm? Receptionist, the phone may not work. But the medicine of the holy name of the Lord is given. Hmm? And actually that is the purpose of going to a temple. Hmm? And that is our strength as ISKCON. Hmm? Right? That is our strength. And who has given us that strength? Srila Prabhupada has given us that strength. Hmm? Srila Prabhupada has established the best in class spiritual education which is not available anywhere. Otherwise, why are we sitting here? <laughs> right? Hmm? So, and Prabhupada himself during his lifetime insisted on in-house education even for devotees. Hmm? So, we have various certification courses hmm? like Bhakti Shastri, Bhakti Vaibhav, Bhakti Vedanta, Bhakti Sarvabhauma, so many courses are there. In addition, we have we we go out also and give this education to everyone. Through Namahatta programs, Bhakti Vriksha programs, university programs. Srila Prabhupada, not only Srila Prabhupada, but his disciples and now his grand disciples are also engaged in spreading this spiritual education throughout the world by dovetailing social media. Through posts, podcasts, online classes and even through retreats, spiritual retreats. So, so much is happening hmm, to give the spiritual education to others. Hmm. Srila Prabhupada's desire was that his all his disciples study his books scrutinizingly. Hmm. Like that. I remember one pastime where one spiritual master in Iskon, he was invited to the house one lady knew that her spiritual master is visiting town. <laughs> so, she already spoke to all the people saying that when Guru Maharaj comes, he should come to our house huh, because I am going to cook khichdi for him. So, it was a big struggle. And when they asked the spiritual master, spiritual master said, no, I can't visit because, you know, I really have a very tight schedule, I can't visit the house. Then what happens? The lady used the ultimate weapon. What is that? Tears. Maharaj! And then Maharaj agreed, okay, I'll come to your house, but please, please understand, I have an important program after this. Do not delay that program because there are thousands of people who are going to wait for me. Sure, 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 paka. Maharaj reaches that house and vegetables are being chopped. <laughs> so he said, I'm sorry, I really can't, can't wait. So I will have to leave, Make, give something simple. What happened? Yes. He said, okay, 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 okay. Finally, somehow or the other, hmm, managed to cook something, honored prasadam and left. Hmm. But then later on, this Maharaj, he said in a class, he said, he asked the lady actually, <laughs> he asked the same lady who cooked, he said, do you hear my classes every day? He said, no Maharaj, no time only. No time to hear. He said, when you cook so many sweet preparations, you expect that I should honor it. When I cook or prepare these classes for you, you are not consuming it. How fair is that? And that's the same mode of Srila Prabhupada also. At 70 years old, Prabhupada wrote all this for us. So, if we don't study his books, how would Srila Prabhupada feel? Hmm? 
right because that is something he wants to give it to us so much personal inconvenience he took to give it to us so therefore prabhupad insists that we have to study his books very scrutinizingly and not because prabhupad is in love with his work because he is compassionate on us that's why he wrote it out of his compassionate he wants and even this personality who i spoke about it was his compassion for that devotee the spiritual master doesn't want to want us to hear his lectures so that you know his popularity ratings or that what is that star ratings on youtube go up if they wanted to do that why would they take sanyas <laughs> right they have already renounced all these things they are beyond all these things so they instruct us out of their compassion so shila prabhupad also wrote all his books out of his compassion and his books are his devotional ecstasies he wanted all of mankind to benefit from his devotional ecstasies and shila prabhupad Srila Prabhupada's disciples have established a beautiful structure for spiritual education based on Srila Prabhupada's instructions and the template which Prabhupada gave through his various lectures and morning walks. Therefore, in ISKCON, we have 12 aims of spiritual education. Anyone remembers the 12 aims of spiritual education? What are the 12 aims of spiritual education? First is, one remembers? Or everyone is humble. First is knowledge. K. K for knowledge. U for understanding. Hmm? Spiritual education. Knowledge has to be there. Okay. For example, we should be able to quote some something from the scripture. If somebody asks, where is dharma described in the scriptures? Then we cannot say, hey, I'll go and get back to you. That is one way of saying. Or you say, even I tried, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't have time to study. Maybe we'll ask someone. That's one way of responding, which is good. Other way is immediately telling them, it is mentioned in Srimad Bhagavatam, XXX. First canto, second chapter. This is called as knowledge. Ability to quote something very quickly. How? Because it helps us to serve the queries of people faster. Right? Number two is understanding. And then if the person asks, what do you mean by that? Ah, I don't know. I just bi-hearted words. I forgot translation also. Then what, then what is the point? Hmm? Then even a parrot can, even parrot can tell that, right? So therefore we have to also develop understanding, right? We have to understand it ourselves. And then, and then what happens when we understand it ourselves, then the third application is what? A goal of Shastric education is personal application. Hmm? For example, Trinadapi sunichena tarorivas sahishnuna amanina manadena kirtaniya sadaharihi when we are hearing this, then the husband is looking at the wife. Which means he is thinking it is for the wife. Or some devotee is looking at another devotee who has insulted. You did to me. So everyone thinks the instruction is for others. Hmm? That is why when one spiritual master was approached, I want personal instruction. What did he say? He said, there is no personal instruction. Take my lectures personally. <laughs> Then it is personal instruction. If you always think my lectures for others to improve, then there is no personal instruction for you, right? So therefore, the goal of Shastric study is what? Knowledge, K, understanding you, personal application and fourth is preaching application. Hmm? Unless we put the oxygen mask on our face, we can't save the child, right? Hmm? Unless we apply something in our lives, how can we talk to another fellow? Hmm? The father cannot have cigarette in the hand and slap the child. Cigarette pita! Rascal! He'll say, what are you doing? You are also smoking, father. Hmm? 
right? So therefore, personal application and then preaching application. Hmm? So four aims of Sastric study are what? KUPP, CUP, knowledge, understanding, personal application and preaching application. Then there is FATE, F-A-T-E. What is F? Faith. Spiritual education should give us faith. Hmm? A is what? Authority. Hmm? For any issues in our life, we must seek the authority of the scriptures, not the opinion of somebody else. Right? Prabhupada said, not vox populi, opinion of the masses. <laughs> so authority, hmm? faith, authority. Then T is what? Theo theological application. Which means we should be able to see social issues and we should be able to, to give solutions to that from the platform of the scriptures, right? We should understand and respect other religions also and understand the beautiful harmony of all religions hmm? through the lens of scriptures. Hmm? Theological, theosophical. Hmm? And E is what? Evaluation. Hmm? What was one aspect of evaluation? Who had one of the biggest evaluation challenges in his lifetime? Maharaj Ambarish. How do I evaluate? Durvasa Muni is sitting here. Should I break Ekadashi by taking something? Or should I wait because he has not yet arrived? This is a evaluation. Throughout life, life will put us in several situations where we have, we have to evaluate. Okay? And what should be the basis of such evaluation? What has been given in the scriptures? Just like a law student will not say, okay, hang that fellow. You know why? Look at his face, man. I know he is murderer. That rascal, he has only murdered. Will anybody accept that? No. What they'll say? In the judgment, Kurana versus Khanna, dated 1978, the Mumbai High Court has therefore established. So he'll quote from somewhere. So he will evaluate that case based on some reference point. What is our reference point? The scriptures. For evaluating two different things which are at cross purposes with each other, right? So that is evaluation. And then Mars, M A R S. What is Mars? What is mood? What is M? Mood and mission. Hmm? Mood and mission of Srila Prabhupada. So when Prabhupada says something, there is a mood. When Rupa Goswami says, don't go to the banks of Yamuna. Don't look at that black man Krishna. You will say, yeah, yeah, I'll stop going to the temple from tomorrow. <laughs> Are bhai, please understand the mood of that person in which he has spoken. Don't take it literally. Right? So therefore, education should also, we should be able to understand why Prabhupada is saying something in some purport. What is the context of that? Hmm? Then A is what? In that academic and moral integrity. Hmm? Obviously, we cannot, we cannot say something and do something else. Hmm? That is academic and moral integrity. We live our life in deference to the scriptures. Then what is our responsibility for learning? Hmm? We cannot say, I didn't study the scriptures, no one taught me only. You know? These devotees, these shiksha gurus, they don't have time for me. You know? What to do? I am so busy. I am very upset with my life. We have to take responsibility for learning. Prabhupada has already done the work. We want that Prabhupada will, no, put the banana plant, he will grow the banana plant, he will remove the banana, he will peel it and then he will open our mouth and put it inside. And then he will close our teeth also. Something we will have to do, no? So therefore, responsibility for learning scriptures is on us. He has already given whatever that needs to be known. And the last is Shastra Chakshu. S. That is the goal of studying scriptures. Which means we see all events that are happening in the world through the lens of the scriptures. Then we will not have questions like, you know, why I didn't get promotion? God, are you there or no? You know? 
we see everything through the lens of our scriptures maybe he did not want it because if he would have if you would have got that promotion the boss would have told you you have to go to china and develop business there therefore melbourne mahaprabhu mandir see you all satsang i'm not saying satsang is not there in china i'm saying you can go to any god for second place where there is no devotional life so sometimes the god saves us also so when we study the scriptures we'll understand that that the lord is operating in my life in a specific direction hmm? so this is the goal of spiritual education prabhupad says this spiritual education is a must otherwise we'll never be able to understand the god of hand the thread hmm? like the lord says what is that verse mattaha parattanam nanyat kinchit kinchit asti dhananjaya mai sarvam idam protam sutre manigana eva which means the lord is the thread which holds the necklace together right nobody appreciates that thread everyone says what a beautiful necklace you are one nobody appreciates the kichdi in the, everyone appreciates kichdi but no one appreciates the salt which has been put in the kichdi because the whole taste comes from that salt so lord is that invisible force by which all outcomes happen in this world hmm? so therefore spiritual education means we understand that 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 thread we understand that at all points in time we never forget that that's the goal of spiritual education finally shila prabhupada in the last part of the purport talks about that education should lead us to establishing or reestablishing our constitutional position with the supreme all of us have fallen from the spiritual world we have an eternal relationship with the lord in different mellows what are the different mellows in which we can have relationship with the lord some people are eternally servants of the lord some people are that's called as dasyaras some people are eternally friends of the lord that is sakyaras maybe our relationship is that we are vatsalyaras so which means we don't go to the lord for protection rather we want to always protect him that is called as what vatsalyaras right and then maybe somebody's relationship from melbourne mahaprabhu mandir is what conjugalras which is either the wife of the lord or the paramar of the lord right so there are various relationships so our relationship with the lord is already there See, his holiness bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur mahashay he said through the syllables of the hare krishna mahamantra your constitutional position will be revealed hmm? but that is only when we develop taste for chanting hmm? and we don't finish our rounds <laughs> right hmm? we have to stop finishing rounds and start chanting in our lives hmm? that is very important hmm? and when we chant with feeling only then we can come to that avastha or that state where our eternal constitutional position should be revealed so the purpose of education should it should be that it should lead us to quality chanting and quality chanting will obviously lead us to service to the lord and his devotees because what is chanting chanting means hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare what is the meaning of that the meaning of that is oh lord give me your service and therefore chanting will be followed by service hmm? so prabhupad then concludes his purport by saying this is the goal of all spiritual education that it must culminate in reestablishing our constitutional position in one of the five mukhya rasas okay now how do we get inspired how do we get inspired to go in that path bhakti there are three types of bhakti 
which Rupa Goswami mentions in Nectar of Instruction. Hmm? Anyone remembers what are the three types of bhakti? Sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti and prema bhakti. No, you are right Krishna but in a different way. Sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti and prema bhakti. Hmm? Initially our bhakti is out of compliance out of duty. Oh, I have taken initiation. Therefore, I have to chant 16 rounds. People have told me that it is an offense to spiritual master if I don't chant 16 rounds. So, we do out of compliance. Hmm? Later on, or I have to go and do deity worship. Hmm? But what happens? When we move out of, that is called as what? Sadhana Bhakti. Devotional service in practice. Which is done as a matter of duty, right? And in deference to the scriptures. But later on, the jiva moves, or rather, we all have to move into what is called as bhava bhakti, where we do devotional service in ecstasy, hari bol. Why only 16 rounds? I'm ecstatic to chant 64, and we don't even count, right? After 64, and then go around telling everyone, I chanted 64 rounds, <laughs> like that. Because we don't see, we don't look at that milestone as something that we get respect from the congregation. Rather, it is just an outpouring of our love, spontaneous love for the holy name. So there is no need for any other external thing to give us happiness having done that activity. Right? So that is called as Bhava Bhakti. And the third is Prema Bhakti. Why Prema Bhakti is higher than Bhava Bhakti? Because in Prema Bhakti, our emotions and ecstasy are also subordinated to our service. So whether I feel ecstatic, I feel not ecstatic, how does it matter? What is more important is my service because I love the Lord. So these are the three aspects of the three stages. So Prabhupada says, obviously, rasa will manifest at its fullest only in prema bhakti. So Prabhupada says, the goal of spiritual education must be that it should lead us to that prema bhakti. And today, incidentally, is the auspicious disappearance day Okay, the appearance or disappearance, it is always auspicious when it pertains to high class Vaishnavas. Hmm? Today is the disappearance day of two such people who are Rasika Bhaktas, who have attained that state. Hmm? So we will end our class. Last 10 minutes, we will discuss about these two personalities who are Rasika Bhaktas of the Lord. The first personality is Srila Sriman Mukunda Dutt. Hmm? So, Sriman Mukundadat, it is mentioned in Gaur Ganodesha Deepika. Vraje sthitav gayakau yau madhu kanta madhu vritav mukunda vasudeva uttav dattav gauranga gayakau. Gauranga gayakau. Gayak means what? Singer. Okay. So, who was Mukundadatta? Mukundadatta was a singer in Krishna Leela. There were two people, madhu kanta and madhu vritav. So, he was... Madhuvrat, singer in Krishna Leela, who came in Lord Chaitanya Leela as Mukunda and Vasudevadat. These two brothers, they came as brothers here, these two celestial singers in Krishna Leela. Sriman Mukunda Datta was born in Chattagram, which is a village which is 20 miles from the house of Sriman Pundarika Vidyanidhi. So he was born there. He was a class friend of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to the Toli, what is the Toli you call it? Toll, school of Gangadas Pandit. So, he was a classmate who 
Mukundadatta of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And they used to have a lot of logical arguments. Hmm? Today we are talking about two devotees, both of them used to have arguments. Okay? This was first devotee who had argument with Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And these arguments you can go through Adi Leela 11-12. Hmm? You can know what are these arguments that they had. Hmm? So, these arguments were on logic <laughs> with Mahaprabhu used to have. When Lord Chaitanya returned from Gaya, after offering oblations to his parents, it was Mukunda Datta who gave the Lord pleasure by reciting Krishna Katha from Srimad Bhagavatam. He guided, he was the same person who also guided Gadhadar Pandit to Pundarik Vidyanidhi. Because Pundarik Vidyanidhi externally was living like an opulent man. He used to have hookah like this and he used to sit on that couch you know, you know, and very rich clothes. So, Gadadhar Pandit is Radharani himself. Gadadhar Pandit was looking for spiritual master. Then, what happened? It was Mukunda Datta who took him. Here is your spiritual master. And he said, how can this person be? But then when they recited verses from Srimad Bhagavatam, Pundarik Vidyanidhi tore his clothes and then he rolled on the ground in ecstasy. And that time Gadadhar Pandit realized, my goodness, we should never judge a devotee by the externals. Never judge a devotee by the externals. We can make a Fundamental big mistake by doing that, right? Eventually, he went on to become the spiritual master. Hmm. So, it was Mukunda Datta who was instrumental in Gadadhar Pandits getting his spiritual master. Mukunda Datta used to sing in the courtyard of Sriva Sangan. So mellifluous was his voice that when he used to sing, Lord Chaitanya used to dance like a madman in ecstasy. Hmm. And Lord Chaitanya for 21 hours. After dancing, he exhibited his Shatta Prahariya Leela. So, whenever Mahaprabhu's key events used to happen like this, it was Mukunda Datta who will inaugurate it by his Kirtans. So, he was the lead singer in one sense. So, when Lord Chaitanya dressed as the goddess of fortune, all of you remember that Leela? When Lord Chaitanya dressed himself as the goddess of fortune to dance in the house of Chandrachekar Acharya, who sang first? Mukunda Datta sang. Also, what happened? Many times there was one fight which they used to have together. Because Mukunda Datta, he was ardent devotee, no doubt. But he also used to go and meet with these karmis, okay, sometimes. And he used to discuss mundane topics. Like sometimes devotees will also discuss core, right? What is the Indian cricket team for the test, test championship, okay? This is an example of that, right? You may say, how do I know? <laughs> right? But sometimes what happens? Hmm? So because we read the newspaper, at least I go through the newspaper every day morning just to know what is happening. For example, Odisha, there was a big tragedy, right? Hmm? So many people died. Hmm? So we pray for them, right? Hmm? It is a difficult situation, very difficult situation, right? So when we see this, at least devotees, we are abreast of what is going on. Hmm? So, but Mukundatta, he used to sometimes go and sit with them for too long. Mahaprabhu never liked that. He said, why are you discussing sitting with these karmis and discussing mundane topics? Or, he used to discuss with Mayavadis and go and hear Yoga Vashishta Ramayana from the Mayavadis. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu called him Khada Jatiya Beta. Hmm? Whatever that means in Bengali, I have no idea. Khada Jatiya Beta. Anyone Bengali here? Hmm? You know what this means? Khada Jatiya means what? Khada Jatiya Beta. Rasika. What does that mean? Okay, whatever it means, right? So, Mahaprabhu used to chastise him like that. Hmm? And therefore, what happened? 
when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did his pastimes in Sriva Sangan, hmm, what happened? He allowed very selected people. But one of the persons who was standing out is who? Mukunda Datta. Because Mahaprabhu was very upset. He is associating with these Mayavadis hmm, and he is hearing Ramayana from them. So he cannot enter my Leela in Sriva Sangan, inside. He is not allowed. Hmm. And then he said, I don't want to see his face. Hmm. And then what happened? When Mukundata asked, when? So devotees told him, after how many years? Millions of years he can come. And then he said, yeah, really? After millions of years? Are you all? Mahaprabhu's mercy, I will get after a million years. And Mahaprabhu said, good, get him inside. <laughs> right? So, Lord Chaitanya, so now when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu decided to take sannyas, it was Mukunda Datta who was the earliest person to know about it. And hmm, Mukunda Datta requested Lord Chaitanya, don't take sannyas now. Mahaprabhu, few more days, please, please. After that you take sannyas. So that was how intimate. If, if somebody else goes, no, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you cannot ask. Unless you have that intimacy with the Lord, how can you request these kind of things? Hmm. Subsequently, when Lord Chaitanya sannyasa day was finalized and was fixed, only Lord Nityananda knew about it first. But who did Lord Nityananda tell first? The three people he told first. One out of that was Mukundadatta. And then Mukundadatta organized an ecstatic kirtan on Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sannyasa occasion. And he also organized all paraphernalia for the yajna that was to be performed. Hmm. After Lord Chaitanya's sannyas happened, actually physically when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas and went to Jagannath Puri, Mukundadatta will always go to Jagannath Puri or Purushottam Kshetra. Hmm? Every year he will go there. Hmm? And subsequently, he was also there at that pastime in Jaleshwar. What happened in Jaleshwar? Where the danda of, Sanyasa danda of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was broken by Lord Nityananda. Very sweet pastime. Hmm? Lord Nityananda said, there are four types of sannyasis. Kutichaka, Bahudaka, Parivrajaka Sarya or, and Paramahams. Hmm? It is said that only those sannyasis carry a rod who are Kutichaka or Bahudaka. Why Lord, why my dear Lord who is Supreme Personality of Godhead? Is he not Paramahams? Why he should carry the Lord? Why is he insisting? Tap! <laughs> Broke that Lord. And at that sweet Leela who was present? Mukunda Datta was present, right? So that is about Sriman Mukunda Datta. Hmm? Then next personality is also someone who Mahaprabhu always used to fight with. Who is that? Srila Sridhar Pandit, who is also called as Kola Vecha Sridhar. Hmm? So we will discuss very quickly. So it is mentioned in Gaur Ganodesha Deepika that Kola Vecha Sridhar was none other than a cowherd boy whose name was Kusumasava. Kusumasava. Hmm? And what was what is his pastime with the Lord? He is the joker there. Hmm? He used to always joke with Lord Krishna, and his job is to make Krishna. Laugh all the time in Vrajabhumi. Remember, that is also a service. Our rational constitutional position is also could be that. Right? Who knows? Right? To always joke with Lord Krishna and make him laugh and entertain him like that. Okay? So, this Kolavecha Sridhar, when this Kushuma Shava came down in Chaitanya Leela, he was born in a, we cannot even say poor. Poor will be a, you know, what is that euphemism, a mild term. He was very, very poor. <laughs> so, he used to, all he used, he had was, he had a, he used to sell plantain cups. You know that, what is that called as? Banana leaves. They used to call as what? Drone. drone. Hmm? He used to sell those banana cups. Hmm? And, that, and that too, he ne never got much money for that. 
and whatever money he got, 50% he used to spend in worshipping the Ganges, hmm? Kanga Devi. Hmm? And what was his apartment? Not in Albert Park, right? His apartment, he had a cottage with a broken roof. So rain used to come inside. And there were a lot of holes inside, right? And everything used to come inside the house, okay? And for, for as utensil, what he had? He could not afford brass. He only had what? What? Iron. He had an iron pot. And that iron pot was very dirty. <laughs> Right? Right? So, after conquering the Chandkazi, Mahaprabhu was said, okay, now we have defeated the Chandkazi. Because there was a huge Sankirtan march that happened, right? So, all the devotees were tired. So, Mahaprabhu came straight to Kolavecha Sridhar's house and he said, I am thirsty. I want to drink water here. <laughs> and what was there outside the house? He had kept the pot out. Nobody will steal that pot also. Correct? So, the pot was there. Mahaprabhu took it in the well and then drank. And devotee said, Mahaprabhu, please don't drink from this, it is dirty. He said, stop. What do you know about what is that taste of water from this pot? Because this water belongs to my pure devotee, not only me, all of you drink. <laughs> and everybody drank and fell in ecstasy, hmm? like that. So this is Kolavecha Sridhar. So, Mahaprabhu always had this habit of pulling the leg of Kolavecha Sridhar. Hmm? He said, one, he, one day he went to Kolavecha Sridhar and he told Kolavecha, what have you achieved in life? <laughs> Look at all your contemporaries who are worshipping Chandi, Durga Devi. Look at their opulence. Look at the three bedroom hall kitchen they all have. What have, what do you have? You worship this Ganges, what has she given you in your life? Nothing. You have achieved nothing in your life. So, Kolavecha Sridhar looked at Mahaprabhu and said, Mahaprabhu, why are you saying, not Mahaprabhu, he said, Oh Brahmana, why are you saying this Panditji, Nimai Pandit? <laughs> why are you saying this? Because everyone is in their position based on their karma and everyone is in their duty. As ordained by the Lord, everyone is getting his or her position. Hmm? And, and you know, but Mahaprabhu said, yeah, that is all true. But look at yourself, you don't have enough clothes also to cover your body. Look at the holes in your shirt. <laughs> and he said, he laughed and he said, Mahaprabhu, but at least I have something to cover my body. I am happy with that. And then Mahaprabhu said, you are a pretender. You have lot of wealth. Your wealth is only hidden from the world. You are hiding your wealth from this world. And one day I will expose this wealth of yours. And I will make people understand how wealthy you are. And then what Mahaprabhu used to do? He said, okay, now give me some Drones. So he gave, how much is the cost of these drones? So Mahaprabhu said, what cost? And Mahaprabhu gave him some corn shells <laughs> as money. And then he said, what will I do with these corn shells? That's your problem. Hmm? Give me more drones. How? Free. Why you have to charge me? I am Brahman, you can't charge me. Kolavcha said, Mahaprabhu, no, they are, I, I need something at least you have to give. Mahaprabhu said, nothing doing. I am not giving anything to you. Like that. So, this is how they used to haggle. And he used to say, why this Brahmana comes to my house every day? He, whatever little bit banana cups I have, that also he takes and I don't get any money. At least something I was making. So, one day Mahaprabhu came to Kolavecha Sridhar and asked him, Sridhara, have you ever wondered who I am? <laughs> Again pulling his leg. Right? Sridhar said, I don't know. 
He said, I will not leave your house today till you tell me huh? who I am. Huh? Then Kolavicha Sridhar said, Mahaprabhu, you are Brahman. Hmm? You are part and parcel of Lord Vishnu. <laughs> that is what he said. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu said, stop. You don't know who I am. Hmm? I belong to a cowherd family. And you know all this Ganga that you worship? That Ganga is pure because of my feet. Kolavicha Sridhar got really upset at Mahaprabhu. He said, Mahaprabhu, don't you have any shame? <laughs> Are you not afraid to disrespect the Ganges like this? So, and then th this is how they used to go. And then Kolavichar Sridhar said, I have heard that when people become old, they become mature and they become very careful about what they speak. But there is no limit to your naughtiness and your haughtiness <laughs> of what you speak, right? So, your naughtiness is multiplying with your age. <laughs> So, in this way, chastisement, argument between both, right? This was a loving interaction. In fact, it is said that when Mahaprabhu took sannyas, it was Kolavechar Sridhar who prepared a squash for hmm, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which he said you give to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And every year, Kolavechar Sridhar will also go to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm, in Jagannath Puri. Now, the final one. How the Lord revealed hmm, his wealth. Hmm. Mahaprabhu has just finished his Mahaprakash Leela. And Mahaprabhu went and directly sat on the throne of Lord Vishnu. Hmm. He sat there. Hmm. And then he said, Sridhara, Sridhara, call that fellow. And because Sridhar, Olavecha Sridhar was a very low profile devotee, nobody knew of him. He said, Kon Sridhara, who is Sridhar? Right? And then he said, that fellow, how? Water. But where does he live? You know, some hut, some jhopadi somewhere, right? Some hut, right? So all the devotees went and they had to find his hut somewhere. To near Rajapur temple, you know, that place is there, right? In, uh, somewhere in Rajapur, they had to find hmm, that, that hut. So they went and found him and with great difficulty, they brought him there. Hmm? So what happened? After he was brought, then Mahaprabhu showed his Mahaprakash form. Hmm? Ramchandra, Krishna, again becoming Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, again becoming 400 form, again becoming 200 form and finally again coming back to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, right? He showed this beautiful form. And for Kolavecha Sridhar specifically, Mahaprabhu showed what? In that form, Mahaprabhu showed how Lord Brahma and Lord Indra and Mother Ganges all are worshipping his lotus feet. And then Kolavecha Sridhar, why goodness? <laughs> like that, right? So that is how he said. And then Mahaprabhu said, This is the man I asked you to call. He is my pure devotee. I want to reveal his wealth to all of you. So Mahaprabhu revealed Kolavecha Sridhar's greatness to all other devotees and then asked Kolavecha, What do you want? Ask me a benediction. I am very pleased with you. Ask me whatever you want. And what Kolavecha Sridhar said, Mahaprabhu, I don't want anything. Mahaprabhu said, I'm going to give you the opulences of Vaikuntha. Take it today. I don't want. What I only want is to continue these fights with you. That you are arguing with me, I am arguing with you and we haggle for the prizes of these cups. And you run away after that and I'm very angry with you. This is called as what? This is the goal of that spiritual education which Prabhupada said must culminate in the Russ with the Lord, mellows with the Lord. Hmm? So, 
today is also snan yatra of course it's time up but very briefly it's a very auspicious day two disappearance and one snan yatra snan yatra marks the establishment of the deities by king indradyumna this is the day in which lord jagannath baldev subhadra are brought out hmm? they are kept in the snana vedi hmm? it's called the process is called as pahandi vijay pahandi vijay right so what happens lord, their lordships are kept here and given bath abhishek decorated very beautifully and then given hathi vesh why the lord took hathi vesh because there was one ganapati bhatta who was a devotee of the lord who came to puri but because he could not see the lord in elephant form he went away therefore before he could exit puri one of the devotees what happened jagannath himself lord jagannath himself went as a brahmana and told him hey hang on hang on don't go come back now see the lord when he came back the lord was dressed in he saw the hathi vesh you know form of the lord hmm? so what happens because it is done during the winter months hmm? right sorry because it's done during the summer months to cool the lord so lot of abhishek is done but because of the immense intense abhishek the lord develops catches cold and becomes sick so that pastime is also there it is called as ratana vedi hmm? the lord becomes sick and in his room for 15 days and bhoga is prepared different kind of medicines are given to the lord and during this period called as anavasara nobody is allowed to have darshan of the lord hmm? चैतन्य महाप्रभु इन चैतन्य चरितामृता मध्य लीला वन पॉइंट सिक्स टू इट इज सैड स्नान यात्रा देखी प्रभुर हैला बड़ा सुख ईश्वरेर अनावासरे पायला बड़ा दुख विच मीन्स वॉट लॉर्ड चैतन्य महाप्रभु वेन ई सॉ दिस अभिषेक इन जगन्नाथपुरी हैपनिंग ही वॉज वेरी हैप्पी बट वेन द लॉर्ड वॉज टेकन अवे ही कुड नॉट हैव दर्शन फॉर फिफ्टीन डेज बड़ा दुख सो दिस पास टाइम इज गिवन so and then what happens the lord then comes out in rathyatra after that and gives his darshan to the public we will also get this opportunity on 26th of december because unfortunately in winter we can't do this here in methban right right otherwise bada dukh will happen okay i'll stop here granthra shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai hare krishna any questions you have or no but anyway people have got up questions all right because it's time up today we will not take questions huh? maybe i can uh, answer offline if anyone has anything okay or corrections hmm? thank you hare krishna with your blessings hare krishna hare krishna thank you for class very good thank you
हरे कृष्णा पदकमलं 